When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. My guest on Money Making Conversation Masterclass is Ryan Wilson. He's the co-founder and CEO of The Gathering Spot, a private membership network that is served that serves as a hub for collaboration and business connections for African-Americans and minority. The Gathering Spot opened in Atlanta in 2016 and has expanded nationally. We'll discuss that during our interview. In 2022, The Gathering Spot was acquired by Greenwood, Inc., creating the most significant fintech and community platform for blacks and minorities with a combined collaborating business community of over 1 million people. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Ryan Wilson. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Tell us about uh, The Gathering Spot, 2016. I had to start before that with a dream, with an idea. Who pushed that it, idea it, and how did it happen? So it, it, it did start before 2016. I, I like to say that a lot of times folks think that businesses start overnight, but our process was truly at night. I started writing about TGS in 2013. And my plan growing up was to be an attorney. So I was in law school in DC and came up with the idea to really rethink or reimagine the private city club experience. Sent the idea to my college roommate. And uh, we worked for about three years before the first gathering spot opened in March of 2016. So it's been seven great years. Now, now you st- that sounded really simple, Ryan. Okay, you know, you, 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 y'all had a great idea, and then all of a sudden it happened. Because we know it didn't happen, because people push back on great ideas, especially when it's not normal, or especially when it's not uh, uh, part of a community that that experience happens. What were the pushbacks and what were the obstacles in getting it opened? Gathering. So I, I actually uh, counted the obstacles in the early days, so I thought it was important to know just how many of them we were collecting. Uh, our first round of funding required $3 million of capital to be raised. And Mm -hmm. it was 97 people that told us no in a row before we got to our first yes. 
I at the time was 22, 23 uh, years old mm -hmm. and we just kept going. I mean, the, the thing that we told ourselves during that, that time period was that we really were seeing something that the market couldn't see. Right. And that honestly, there was a good thing in the nose that we were we were getting from folks because they were actually indications that we were probably heading actually in the right direction because they couldn't see what we were we were trying to accomplish. But uh, 97 people before the first yes. And then we. Uh, after that first yes, we're, we're able to move a little bit faster and start the construction process of the first TGS. Now, the t first TGS, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, because you were saying, you said D.C. earlier in your conversation. Why Atlanta, Georgia was the gathering spot to open it in Atlanta, Georgia was the perfect location. I think Atlanta is one of the more important cities in the country right now. If you look at the colleges and universities, if you look at the small business community, if you look at the large companies that call Atlanta home, and then if you look at the creative community, I really think that what we export more than anything else in the city is our culture. So when I thought about a place that I would want to, to be where there would be different people connecting with one another, I wanted to be in a city where black folks were in leadership and, and, and leading the city, but also were doing it from a variety of different industries. And so I decided to come back home. I'm, I'm from here, but... Uh, this city is special. Atlanta, Atlanta is a is a is an incredibly special place, and I wanted to be a part of the growth of what I thought the city was going to to you know, experience. And I have to agree. I know that uh, Steve Harvey and I, when we uh, left New York and we were trying to figure out a place where we wanted to set up our business, our headquarters, and in 2007 we moved to Atlanta because we felt that it was just the right environment, uh, the the right type of African Americans to do business with. Uh, it was upwardly mobile as far as uh, cost of living. We felt that was in line right there. And also, but oh, and since 2007, you've seen how the, uh, especially with Tyler Perry moving his theater down here and other, the, 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 the tremendous growth in the television and film and streaming industry in here. In 2016, you said, uh, you know, you have to be a, you have to kind of be a visionary when you start setting up these ideas. Was that, did you see that, Ryan? Or do you just, or did it just happen and you just excited about being a part of being along for the ride? I mean, I, I saw it, but more importantly, I felt it, right? When I came back home, I could, I could feel the energy that was in the city. And this is a, 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 a big city to a certain extent that still feels like a small town, right? We, you can build relationships here. So I would come back to Atlanta and we would get more done in a couple of days in the city. And it felt like we were getting done anywhere else we were trying to, to raise money. So I, uh, I felt that energy. I felt the the, felt the fact that uh, people were, were rooting uh, for you here, that they're willing to help you. And that was a part of the, the, the culture. So um, it made all the sense in the world. And I mean, honestly, again, I'm, I'm in my my early 20s at this you know, part of the, the journey. So um, I didn't have much to be afraid of. Right. It was it was uh, exciting more than anything else just to be able to have the the chance to have a chance. Well, let me tell you something, Ryan. I'm talking to Ryan Wilson, the uh, co-founder and CEO of The Gathering Spot, a private membership network that serves as a hub and collaboration for business connections for African-Americans and minorities. Now, I mean, it, it takes a lot of confidence. I won't say the word arrogance to say you're a young guy and say, I need $3 million and then go in the room convincing people I need this amount of money. Now, what what's your background to give you that level of confidence and what type of presentation did you have to put together to convince people that this would work? So I, I had the benefit, my parents were entrepreneurs. And so I grew up not wanting to start a business at all because I saw that life. I saw what my parents 
uh, went through to to build and scale uh, the, the companies that they had started. I, I, I the, the best advice that I could give folks that are that are staring at an idea that they have is just to know that it isn't random, right? There's something that's really leading you to the the point of wanting to do whatever it is that you you want to do, and it's important to be a good steward of what I saw as my assignment. My 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 mission is to connect people. I'm a community builder, and um, look, I don't I don't get a chance to do life over from what I I understand, and so I didn't want to have any regrets about not trying. And at that point, again, I'm in my 20s, so if it didn't work out, in my mind it was like, well, I'll go back and I'll have plenty of time to figure out a plan B. But um, I couldn't live with the what if, and so uh, our 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 plan was to to just to give it a shot, and uh, thankfully. Thanks to a lot of really, really good people that were helpful to us, we were able to get off the ground and, and run. Now, it's, it's, it's so enlightening. I'm, a, I'm born and raised in Houston, Texas. OK, lived in Chicago for five years, New York for four years. So L.A. for 15 years. And so I understand the culture of this country, especially from the black perspective, because I've lived it. I've, I've, I've experienced it. And so you've expanded this this environment of the the gathering spot. Now, what are the other two locations or other locations that you have and other locations that you are considering and why? So we, we built the second TGS in Washington, D.C. Um, I met my, my I went to school in D.C. for undergrad and for law school, uh, built the third one in Los Angeles. And then what we have something called Connected Cities, where if you know anything about the gathering spot, uh, we, we program a lot. We do a lot of events. And so right. our our mission during the pandemic, when we couldn't gather in the way that we traditionally what we're doing uh, was to start to build uh, things that you could do maybe that weren't necessarily connected to the physical locations. So in five other cities, New York, Chicago, Detroit, Houston, and Charlotte, we have what we call connected cities. And so there are thousands of members that are uh, a part of those clubs in the cities that I referenced uh, that don't have access to a physical space yet, but do have access to our programming and to the community. The, the goal is to, to build physical locations in all of those markets plus some. Okay, let me. Just, uh, I just want to slow it down a little bit, Ryan. You know, because I I know what the gathering spot is. When I read this out, I say a private membership network that serves as a hub for collaboration and business connections for African Americans and minority. What does that mean, and how does that membership register? So we we have the the best way to understand TGS is that we build physical spaces where. Everyone's welcome, but we we are focused on making sure that Black feel, folks in particular feel celebrated at everything, at every turn of what we do. Uh, our clubs have event space, so we host a lot of different events uh, throughout the year. We have a restaurant and bar space, and then we have workspace. The reason why people join, though, is because of the network, because of the community. So my job each and every day is to try to figure out how to introduce people that ordinarily would not have met one another. The youngest member is 21. The oldest member is now 91. And so my my job is to, no matter what you do, and if you go to a gathering spot, you'll see people wearing T-shirts, sitting next to people who are wearing suits, right? And my job is to try to figure out where is the common ground and where can we build a relationship, hopefully for business purposes or honestly for people just to meet uh, others that they need to know socially. You know, it's really interesting. Um, I'm talking to Ryan Wilson and... Uh, you know, I've been to the gathering spot for events. I've been to gathering spots for meetings. It's a certain pride that you give young entrepreneurs. That's 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 my biggest takeaway, Ryan, is that 
when I meet young entrepreneurs, they say, can you meet me at the gathering spot? You know, and and our meeting is at a table, you know, and, and yep. probably in the in the in the uh, dining area. And, you know, when you when you walk into the gathering spot, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, you're met. It's, it's, it's an amazing experience because it's, it's beautiful, first of all. Thank and you. you walk in and every step of the way you, you felt like you walk you walked into a world of professionalism. Every step of the way, as soon as you walk into the dining area, you know, everybody's everybody feel like they're motivated to do something unique for themselves and special. I, I guess you have to experience that to understand what I'm talking about, because when we walk, this is not like walking into spaces. This is not like walking into WeWorks where they do run out little offices and they do run out the little desk and all that. This is an experience where you have people tied with the word pride. Am I right when yeah. I say that, Ryan? No, no I, I appreciate that. I mean, that's our goal, right? If I, if I to, to use another uh, reference point I mean, different age group here, but if you think about the experience that a lot of folks had when they walked into their high school cafeteria or their the cafeteria at college, right? Where everybody was there. It was a place where that you, you could build relationships, you could work, you could hang out, right? But it was family, right? It felt, it felt warm. That is what we are trying to make sure that the adults that are members of the club have a similar experience. And so um, people are, are there for different reasons. Again, some folks are there to get some work done. Others are there to meet uh, uh, people and try to get business deals done. But all in all, we want it to be a welcoming and warm experience that you know was built for you. Um, we, we have this idea a lot of times that the spaces that we move in and out of were built for everybody. Well, look, I, my belief is that somebody was thinking about somebody when they built whatever it is that you're you're using. I was thinking about black folks when we were building the gathering spot. And so the music that you hear, the food that you'll eat and the people that you'll see all go back to this very simple idea of we need to have a place where we feel comfortable. Well, you know, I, um, you know, this, this is the fun part about talking to Ryan. You know, he talks about, you know, I was in my early 20s, you know, gathering spots only seven years of age now. So that means he's now he's in his early 30s. OK, <laughs> it's, you know, I, I love talking to him because, you know, I've been saw him like a couple of years. It was a big event that I attended. I hosted over at the gathering spot because it's also by community. And I want to people have emphasized that that's why I've been to like several events there. I think the uh, the uh, African-American Museum had an event there where they had a fundraiser there. I went to that event for that. Of course, my most recent event was the uh, Big Brothers, Big Sister event where they would uh, it was engaging black men to come to the gathering spot and be mentors for for young, young people. And this is the type of a home that you've created. Um, what makes you so proud about it, Ryan? Well, I'm 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 grateful more than anything, right? Uh -huh. When we started this journey, I had no idea that anybody was going to come into the, the first <laughs> gathering spot is twenty five thousand square feet, right? And so uh, that's a lot of space to fill up on on any given day. So to know that from the president of the United States to your favorite artist uh, to the, the many many figures and leaders throughout town, including yourself that uh, have spent time at TGS and hosted programs, talked about the important issues that are happening in our community. I'm just grateful that folks uh, saw what we were, this, this idea that we had in our head and have invested their, their, their time with us. Uh, more memories to count. I mean, the, the club in Atlanta, we, we tried to look at it the other day. I think we're like 10,000 events in. 
Uh, and so it's it's humbling. It's amazing. I'm um, talking to Ryan Wilson. We'll be right back with more money making conversation. Mass plus. Don't go anywhere. It's about it's about changing lives, and that's what I, you know, I'm gonna call him a young man. You know, because he, he started this idea, and it's in, it's in, it's important to realize that if you have a dream, don't feel that you're too young or too old to start pursuing it. And he started it in his early 20s, and he's still living it now in his early 30s. So the future is bright and the future is strong, and now he's expanding. We'll be right back with more Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with the incredibly gifted and talented founder and CEO, co-founder and CEO of The Gathering Spot, Ryan Wilson. We'll be right back. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Money-Making Conversations Masterclass. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Following Tamron Hall's bittersweet exit from NBC Today Show more than two years ago, a lot of people wrote her off and some said it was a mistake to leave the show. Well, Tamron Hall has overcome the odds and now hosts one of the hottest shows in daytime talk. Most important to me and for me is that folks who are at home watching know what they're getting. They're getting a real conversation. I hope they're getting smart questions. We are looking for substantive ways to make our lives better as people, as parents. The human experience is a common thread. At the end of the day, I don't want someone keeping me from my dream. I don't want someone, you know, standing in my way. I want inspiration. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better daughter. I want to be a better mom. And so that's a big part of what we talk about on our show. If you want to hear this full interview with Tamron Hall, visit MoneyMakingConversation.com. Keep winning. Welcome back to the Money Making Conversations Masterclass, hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations Masterclass, speaking to Ryan Wilson, the co-founder and CEO of The Gathering Spot. He's on the show for some other things. The American, uh, I mean, the African, the Atlanta Business League has is celebrating their 90th anniversary. Before we get into that more detail, I just want to wrap my head around one more thing. The FinTech, which is financial tech, and the community platforms that are available at the gathering spot. You hear the word fintech a lot being thrown around. What exactly is that? And how are you guys being one of the um, the linchpins or one of the um, forward-thinking platforms for that? So fintech broadly speaks to this idea that there are a new set of companies that are trying to provide financial services or financial solutions to people. Our particular solution, we were acquired by a company uh, called Greenwood, and the goal there is to bank our community at scale, providing a lot of different products. So from uh, savings and, and credit to investing, uh, you will see the, the, the company over time really speaks to the entire financial health of our community. Why that's important is that at TGS, I mentioned all the programs that we were, uh, we've been hosting for the, our entire history. A lot of those conversations get back to us talking about money, right? But we realized that we didn't actually have the tool. We, we could talk about it, right? But we didn't have the ability to bank or, or, or help our community actually gain access to the tools that we were speaking about. So uh, what the two companies coming together helps to accomplish is that goal. We can talk about it and host our programs and meet one another, but then we also get connected to the right resources um, that, that, again, at scale becomes a really powerful thing. You know, when I when I when I bring interviews onto the show uh, and I, I it was a couple of things that happened in my life. You know, like I told like I said, Ron, I was born in Houston and then I moved to New York when I thought I was going to be the next Eddie Murphy doing my stand up comedy career. And it was just how 
how empowering that city was emotionally for me. And then when I moved to L.A., because, you know, you you kind of grow up and you really realize how much history is taught to you about New York. So when you get up there, you're kind of like walking around going, wow, that's yeah. wow, wow, Brooklyn Bridge, wow, Empire State Building. And then when I went to L.A., it was the same way, you know, uh, Muscle Beach and uh, the Walk of Fame and the Chinese Theater. And it's becoming the same way with the city of Atlanta. There's becoming a lot of landmarks, big events are constantly being held here. And when you talk about the Atlanta Business League, what is your relationship with them and what's the purpose of us discussing it on the show today? So I have the privilege of serving as the new chair of the Atlanta Business League. And it's important to, for everyone to know, if you are a Black-owned business uh, in Atlanta, uh, you have been impacted by the work of the Atlanta Business League. This is our 90th year as an organization. And so uh, my job is in that very rich uh, history to continue the effort to advocate and advance the interests of Black-owned uh, businesses in Atlanta specifically. So um, we've got a great, great organization and a great history, um, but also a great current membership that is, again, focused on the issues of, of the day. Now, when you talk about the Congress, its purpose, our lineup, our target audience, key takeaways for the attendees, talk about that because it sponsors Norfolk Southern, WCLK, and Atlanta uh, AJC, which is a, is a print publication that's located in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Those important sponsors are important. You got to mention them. You got to be able to say what they do and they serve their purpose. But what audience are you really trying to reach? Because right now, everybody's laying off. Everybody, you know, you you know, Disney laying off, you know, Google laid off 12,000 people via email. They didn't even want to tell you per personally. And so, you know, Amazon's laying off people. So when you talk entrepreneurship and then you talk about layoffs, where does where does the excitement happen and where does the enthusiasm of the Atlanta Business League helps out the individual as well as the small businesses? Yeah, so everyone is welcome. Keep that. Please keep that in mind. Right. But our focus um, is everything connected to Black-owned businesses that are in Atlanta and the folks that are okay. interested in partnering with them. So you will see some of the largest companies in town. You, I thank you for uh, mentioning our sponsors, but you will see some of the larger organizations in town that are interested in doing business with uh, some of the, the, the businesses that are they're members of the league also present. The Congress that's coming up, it is April 11th, and it's all day. It's from 8 to 3 o'clock. The goal of the, this is our 16th uh, annual Congress on the State of Black Business. Goal of this day is again, to talk about the important issues that we're seeing, but we'll, we'll, we will engage uh, what's happening in the market broadly, but then also give very practical advice by way of, 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 uh, of panel discussions about what black owned businesses in the city can be, be or should be thinking about as they continue to grow and scale their companies. You know, it's really interesting because, and I, I think you can agree with me, like in 2020, you know, the pandemic, hit, but also the um, unfortunate uh, murder of uh, of uh, George Floyd in uh, the state of Minnesota. And there was a huge push for diversity, equity, inclusion. Well, I'm out in the business just like you. It feels like that lull for that push because politics are getting involved in it means that you know, people trying to say diversity is a bad word, shouldn't be using it. It's like reverse racism in a sense. Now, when we talk about black businesses, you know, at one time they were, you know, companies were pursuing us, pursuing our opportunities. It feels like now we're at a different hustle speed now. Am I am I wrong in saying that, Brian? Are you seeing something differently than what I'm seeing? 
No, I'm not seeing seeing much different. Look, one of my favorite quotes is, do you really want to win or look good losing? And I think, unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of times in the diversity, equity and inclusion space, it's not always about winning. Right. It's about looking, looking good, losing. That is not in our interest. Right. We actually have to. It's, it's in everybody's interest, no matter who you are, that black owned businesses grow in scale. Um, we, we've got to continue to see, yes, them be started. Right. But also watch these companies get to meaningful scale. What that means are more uh, employment opportunities for folks. That means better participation in our communities and the ability to be able to to spend in our, our community. So, look, I, 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 I do agree with you that we are entering a time period where it feels like, um, you know, we 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 came, saw and conquered as it you know, as we needed to for uh, black owned businesses and our our advocacy and support of them. Right. Uh, we're not there yet. And I mean, the 90, 90 years of the Atlanta Business League uh, tells you pretty quickly that we've had a lot to discuss for a long time. But uh, we're, we're not nowhere near the, the, the finish line. And it's important to, to continue to keep a spotlight on what is a very important issue. Now, the event is April the 11th. There's registration deadlines tied to that. Um, I think midnight, April 9th is the deadline for registry for this event. And the event is the uh, the registration at the uh, email address. I guess your website is AtlantaBusinessLeague.org. That's AtlantaBusinessLeague.org. And midnight of April 9th is the registration deadline if you want to participate in this incredible event. I, I just want to say this, Jerome. You know, the gathering spot, like I said, we have two, three physical locations. One is in D.C. Of course, the headquarters is in Atlanta, or the home base is in Atlanta, and then Los Angeles. Now you're over the Atlanta Business League, a historic organization that has been fighting, fighting the fight. And you're a young guy, man, and I, I'm so impressed with that. The maturity and the responsibility carries a certain burden with it. How do you allow that to allow you to be yourself and continue to understand that you can't do it all? Look, I, I look at this as responsibility. And uh, if you know your history, right, you know that there were there were good people for a long time uh fighting way harder than than what I can say that I, I am on a daily basis. I wake up and go to work each day break, but thanks to their sacrifice, um, I'm able to do it in a context where the, the, the work, while still difficult, is nowhere near what, what if you, again, understand our history, um, our, our ancestors faced. And so I wake up every day with, with that knowledge and knowing that it's important to continue to figure out how to keep uh, going on with organizations like the Atlanta Business League, I would not be able to be in business if it were not for the Atlanta Business League. I decided to come back to Atlanta in my 20s, raise money, and thought it was possible because organizations like the ABL has shown it so. So um, we have a responsibility to keep keep all of these efforts going. And so I, I, I would really appreciate if folks that are listening to this conversation, please can jo- consider joining the Atlanta Business League Please uh, definitely uh, attend uh, the Congress that will be on April 11th. But know that even after that Congress is over with, we need you engaged on uh, trying to figure out how to grow and scale our companies. Uh, the easy way to do do that uh, is to make sure that you're being intentional with how you spend your money. But beyond that, what other ways can you, you probably know somebody in business? What other ways can you be helpful to helping that, that company get to uh, scale? So, um I don't look at that with sadness. I look at it as, as responsibility 
and with optimism and joy that I get the opportunity to have an opportunity to to even uh, to make an impact. And so uh, I'm going to do it. You're powerful, my brother. Uh, a couple of things I want to mention as we close. Uh, take your business to the next level. What's that all about? Uh, so that's a part of our, our effort at the Atlanta Business League. And it, it's true to name, right? It's an effort that uh, businesses can 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 join with us and where, where we get laser focused on growth. So number of programs at, at ABL. Um, but again, please consider joining and becoming a member of the organization as you as you do. You'll see that we host a number of programs throughout the year that will help you uh, grow and scale your company. He is a leader, a natural leader, uh, still a young man. And uh, he's a leader when I say that, uh, combined collaborating business community of uh, over one million people. The CEO and co-founder of The Gathering Spot located in, um, like you said, Atlanta, uh, D.C., and um, as well as Los Angeles, physical location, as well as hot spots in places like Chicago and Houston. Again, thank you for coming on my show, Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Ryan. I appreciate you having me. See you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.